0: Chapter 8 It wasn't easy, but the way they had me tied to the chair allowed me to reach my pocket knife. I almost dropped it, which would have been an absolute nightmare, but managed to keep it secure between my sweaty fingers. The rope wasn't hard to cut, and I was soon free from my seated position. I crept to the door, trying hard not to make noise on the wooden floor. It was locked and I thought it silly to expect otherwise. I looked around the dark room, racking my brain for what to do next. Voices grew closer from the other side of the door, and my eyes landed on the chair, still warm from my body. I moved quickly, but lightly over to it, took hold of it, and went back to the door. If I pushed my body up against the opposite wall, the opening door would hide me from whoever entered. I waited with bated breath as footsteps grew louder. My heart was racing. I tightened my grip on the chair and lifted it up over my head. Someone was in for a hurting. The creak of the opening door surprised me, and I almost struck too soon. Steadying my arms, I waited for the door to begin its closing sweep. It opened far enough that it came inches from my nose. The man coughed. I held my breath and then brought the chair down onto the back of his head and shoulders. The chair broke apart in pieces with the force of my strike, a grunt, and then silence as he dropped to the floor in an unconscious heap. It took some control not to leap around in celebration, but I was quickly able to remind myself of the situation I was in. There were too many trials and tests to come for me to celebrate at such an early time. I peeked out the door seeing a staircase leading into what I assumed was the main church area. Closing the door with a quiet click, I looked back to my victim. The man was heavyset and balding on the back of his head. He was wearing jeans and a Hawaiian shirt, similar to the kind my dad liked to wear. Upon closer inspection, it looked exactly like one that my dad wore. I bent with my knees and heaved the body. After some wrestling, I turned it over and looked down at my dad's face. "'Oh, shit,' I said, just glad I hadn't screamed it. Of all the people that could have come up those stairs, I knocked my dad unconscious with the only idea of mine that had worked. Was he coming up here to save me? Talk me into worshipping Pastor Akka? Had my dad even known that it was me up here?' I took my dad by the shoulder and shook him back and forth. His head lolled jerkily from side to side, but he didn't regain consciousness. I took a page out of the tall man's book and slapped him across the face. Still nothing, though I can say there was a degree of satisfaction that came from hitting him. I'd built up a lot of resentment toward him over the years, but the last few months had laid it on thick. Being unsure of his motives, I figured it wasn't worth it to risk him coming after me once he regained consciousness. I took the ropes I'd cut and was able to tie them together for some makeshift handcuffs. By the time I rolled him back over and secured his hands behind his back, I was sweating. The voices from downstairs had ceased. If everyone had gone into the sanctuary area, it would be a great time for me to move. The room was full of my handiwork, and I was actually quite proud of my ingenuity. Glimmers of hope danced across my mind once again. Double-checking my pocket for the knife, I moved toward the door, less worried about being quiet. If nobody had heard the crash of the chair, then they definitely weren't going to hear footsteps. I opened the door a bit, and peered out through the opening. The coast was clear. An eerie silence hung in the air, and it only seemed to grow thicker as I took the steps. Was everybody in the sanctuary praying? At the foot of the stairs, I paused and looked to the left and the right. The hall was empty. I snuck toward one of the doors that led into the sanctuary, figuring it'd be worth the risk to peek through the small rectangular windows beside each frame. My heart was thudding through my chest and the quiet surrounding only helped to accentuate it. Right as I was about to peer through one of the windows into the sanctuary, a door opened at the end of the hall. I ran, not even knowing where I was going. There was an open door to my right, so I ducked inside the dark room, hoping that I hadn't been spotted. Footsteps approached, and two male voices mumbled to each other in conversation. I eased my way further back into the room, swallowing a scream as I bumped into what turned out to be nothing more than a desk. Holding my breath and looking out into the hall, their shadows grew larger with each step. My heart pounded in my ears and I was worried, as irrational as it may have been, that they might hear my heartbeat. Two men walked by without even looking into the room. I doubt they would have even been able to see me in the dark but I was relieved nonetheless. Their quiet discussion faded. A door opened and closed. Then I was bathed in silence once again. I let out a breath and gasped for fresh air, not realizing I'd been holding it the whole time. Feeling the slightest bit lightheaded, I stumbled forward out of the room, craving to be out of the darkness. Hey, a voice called from behind me. Before I even turned around, I knew it was Brutus. His southern twang and slurred way of speaking were one of a kind. Dread filled my every thought as I slowly turned toward him. Running was pointless. If I wanted to save Lucy, I had to act. My right hand slipped into my jean pocket, the pocket that held my knife. So I guess your dad convinced you to join the ritual. He said this more as a statement than a question. Questions of my own tried to force their way out of my subconscious, but I shoved them back. This was my opportunity to get in without a fight. I'd figure out the rest once I saw my sister. Yes, I said, trying to raise an air of confidence in my tone. Are you here to show me where to go next? Well, I guess I could. Where's your dad at? Oh, he went to the bathroom. I lied thinking how ironic it was that I prayed he would buy it. He was complaining about something he ate. Brutus wrinkled his forehead and stared at me. I held my breath. Yeah, all right, he said. We can't sit around here waiting for him all night. Pastor Aka likes to get things started on time. He turned and walked away, not saying a word. I assumed he expected me to follow him. So that's what i did he opened a door into the sanctuary i wasn't prepared for what awaited me